Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Oh, did Max go to the University of Florida? I don't think I knew that. What? What? No? Where? Not yes. wearing a bright orange. It's not even a Florida shirt. It's just a, a Florida orange. It's, it's inspired by Florida. <laughs> so how do you guys feel now that Tennessee is good again? How do you feel about that? Balls right in the universe. Now we have now now we know where to point that target. You know, it used to be when I played. You know, the target was in Tennessee and Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's what Florida. That was a holy trinity of the East. And so, to, and Tennessee's been down so long. Yeah. You know, you kind of felt bad beating them year in and year out. Did you really? Yeah. You felt I, no, bad no, about no. It? I, I did. I did. I mean, it was it was really something. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I, I do feel bad at a point, but. To see them good, um, and to know Georgia's good yeah. now, it's now the owner is like, "Hey, you're up, Florida, so you're on the clock." And I like what Billy Napier's done. You know, I went and talked to the team this off season to meet Coach Napier, who was he was the first coach since Urban Meyer that I actually visited and met. Oh wow! I, okay, I did. I didn't meet McElwain. I didn't meet Muschamp. I didn't meet Mullen. It's a lot Ooh. of coaches, and I met Billy, and I liked him. I liked what he's trying to create cool. there. They have a freaking phenomenal building there. <laughs> that $85 million facility yeah, That's amazing what $85 ridiculous. million dollars will buy you. Well, no, because their seat... Now, listen to this, Wolf. They have seats in their locker in their lockers. Okay. The regular everyday practice lockers for college kids. Yeah. Not at the stadium. This is in the lockers, the regular one. It's like this curved bench that you can <laughs> what? extend it. and lay flat, and it has Norma Tech boots at every locker. <laughs> All right, I'm for the guys to do I'll, that. I'll, I'll go play port, for Florida. Ports, outlets, and then they have this hygienic pad system above. You just throw your pads up there and your yeah. shoes, wow. and it and it, it, it just hygienes it. <laughs> okay, it, okay. You know what, ridiculous. honestly? No, that yeah. sounds really, really good right there. You know what I'd do? I'd walk into that place, and I'd look at a dude and say, walk through it, bro. Just walk through it. <laughs> yeah, once again. Just please. But, but knowing that if you were ailing and you needed a hyperbaric chamber, there's a group hyperbaric chamber that you could go hang out with no, your other buddies with. What? Yes, exactly. You said a group hyperbaric? A group hyperbaric. You know how a hyper. You have okay, to have wait one. A now, <laughs> now Wolf's changing now you've everything. Got my yeah, exactly. No. I knew it. See, once you. again, you got to have selling points for even the most <laughs> stubborn yeah, of Wolf, souls, look, right? Wolf's, Wolf's wearing it today. <laughs> yeah. He had the, the treadmill <laughs> incident this you morning. Yeah. Dirtbag. I know. I know. It just it makes you want to love them more. But, but hyperbaric chamber. But no. But to get to your point, it's good when you see Tennessee because I didn't even have a point. That conversation uh, about Tennessee being good, it does as 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 a football fan, as an SEC fan, and yeah, a guy who right. broadcasts for the SEC. That's what you need. You need that parity. Just in the West, as Alabama has LSU, that always gets under their crawl, and then Auburn will randomly pop up. You need that 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 anti-hero type in each best. division. It brings the best out. Plus, it, it's just it's more compelling. The games are more exciting when you have two teams that really don't like each other playing each other and hard, just like. 
I'm sure Aaron can agree if she's listening here. Civil war in two weeks. How do you feel about that one, Aaron? We're more the Huskies <laughs> are yeah, our the rival. Huskies have become no, the issue. But it's but it's a state thing. And I don't yes. know if y'all get out of that one in uh, two but weeks. But we don't call it the Civil War anymore. Uh, it's supposed to be the Civil War. Just like we can't say old fashioned hate. Yeah. You know, it's the Citrus for, Bowl. <laughs> Got the green and yellow versus orange. Yeah. <laughs> a different connotation. Okay. Anyways, Wolf was, almost just left. Yeah, he did. So Wolf was like, yeah, I'm so done. Weird. All right, here. Backyard I'm, brawl. Oh, yeah. Backyard right? brawl. No I mean, about there's it. just certain bed. teams that you need, and that's old Big East right there. Like, you need those division rivalry games that matter to people. And I yeah. think getting a healthy Tennessee with a Florida and a Georgia, that just creates a triangle of just madness and good football. Triangle yeah. of anger. Yes. I like it. Yes. Uh, before we li- uh, lose you here, Max, let's um, real quick look at I want, San Francisco's offense. We haven't talked about that very much. And Wolf and I were talking about this earlier in the week. It almost feels like they have all these pieces, but they got Christian McCaffrey just a couple weeks ago. So maybe they haven't totally figured out where everybody fits best because they also got Eli Mitchell back on Sunday. Yeah. And they were using him quite a bit. Debo's not putting up anywhere near the numbers this year that he put up last year. He's obviously still dangerous. Brandon Ayuk's been good. There's an ASU player that's still on his team. So they've got weapons on offense that they haven't had in years past. Yeah, no, I think that that's what it is. The fact that they haven't figured it out and they're still winning these games is what's scary. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think you're still trying to figure out how does Christian McCaffrey play into it. But, you know, I had this conversation earlier with your brother, and we were talking about Jalen Warren and Najee Harris and running backs by committee. I'm like, in today's NFL, you kind of need that. You can, you can have a lead back, but you need a guy who can tote the load and take at least a third of the carries I off totally with you. agree with you. What did yeah. Craig say? Yeah, Craig was like, "Well, yeah, you know, but Najee still." I'm like, "Najee's still the same guy." Okay, yes. I'm not trying to take Najee right. away. You know, he was <laughs> he like all about the Najee. Oh he does. Goodness. He loves Najee, and so I was like, "But the same thing here is that you brought Christian McCaffrey in because you had a glaring need at running back. You had guys injured. Elijah Mitchell wasn't available to you, and then you get Christian McCaffrey. Now it's okay to let Jeff Wilson Jr. go, right? He's not a lead back. He's a complimentary back, and that's how he's going to play his role." in Miami. But here, it's like, is it Eli? Is it Christian? Well, both of them can catch out of the backfield. Both of them can run. So they can they can literally alternate. And depending on whoever's a hot hand, you just kind of ride those guys. And I think they're still trying to figure out how that role looks. And Debo is still there. Brandon Ayuk is still there. Um, what's the other boy? Uh, good not good one, not good yeah, Ray Ray McLeod. McLeod, yeah. yeah. Ray Ray, who was a former Steeler. Yeah. I mean, you have all these pieces, and you still haven't quite settled into it. So the fact that you can activate these guys at different points, I think, is really is really what makes, I think, San Francisco dangerous and why you think in the NFC, these guys could be a big power player um, when it comes later in the season, and especially when it comes to division races. Like, they could still possibly win the division. And if, and if they get a high seed, who wants to see them in the rest of the NFC? No. Yeah, Not a lot of people want to see that. You didn't even get to their defense. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't really we, get to their we, defense. We, yeah, we talked about offense, and that's the thing. We talked when we talked about traveling. Yes. What travels? Defense. A four-man rush travels. Yes. It's good everywhere. And then you add an offense that can run the football, that makes you double dangerous. So nobody else wants to see you because that's balance, offensively and defensively. If you have things you can, you call bread and butter or things you can hang your hat on. Here's the thing I love about them, too. They are the number one team in terms of yards per game allowed, rushing yards per game allowed, and rushing yards per play allowed. 
both number one in the NFL. They, you're going to run the ball into that? No, you're not going to yeah. do that. We're Philly, do you think Philly wants to go see that no, right now? No, man, no, man. Huh? To me, San Francisco is the <laughs> NFC team built for the playoffs, but yeah. they're also five and four. They so are. Maybe well, this is the time to catch four them. games, man. But that, that's I would take them over Minnesota. I'd take them over Philly in a one and done. New York Giants. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. taking them over all the NFC East yeah. pretty much, and I think that's where because of the transition, right? That awkwardness, that funkiness yeah. in the off season with the Trey Lance, Jimmy G. Oh gosh, who's it going to be? You're not allowed in the facility, and then you finally you throw him back in, really with no training camp and no practice in the off season, and he's feeling guys out. I think that's where the four losses came. Yeah, but now he's in his bag. He's yeah. in his groove now. So now it makes him even more scarier for the second half push. Max, great stuff as always. I don't know if I feel any better about this game on Monday, but I'm definitely hungrier. So thank you. Hey, well, listen, as long as I can provide one of the two every time I show up, that's good. <laughs> Thanks, Max. <laughs> that's Max Starks joining us for Maximum Football as he does every Wednesday. Tonight, it's Warriors Suns round two. So do we expect the same intensity that we saw back on October 25th? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, if you need a refresher course on what happened the last time the Suns played the Warriors, if you're looking at this and you're like, okay, you know, Suns-Warriors, this is great, but it's the regular season, NBA, is there going to be that intensity? Well, this was about three and a half weeks ago. This is this is after the game. They had to ask Devin Booker about Klay Thompson because he had gotten him tossed. Man, I love Klay Thompson, and I have from the beginning. You know, from the draft, coming out, I said I want to be Klay Thompson. You know, that doesn't excuse us from competing against each other and, and talking. A little mess with each other, so I have fun with it. Big fan of his and his and his competitive nature, um, and that's that. What a well, class act. It was. It's absolutely like class act. Class. Devin Booker, yeah, he didn't even have to say anymore. He finished the game with 34 points and a 29-point win. Clay Thompson finished the game with two <laughs> points, his first ever ejection. But as Booker said after the game, he still had the upper hand because he got to remind everybody he has four rings yes. and the Suns have none. Yes, and that's the other comment that I absolutely love. Devin Booker, we ought to all rejoice. If you are a basketball fan, if you're a sports fan, you have a superstar that is in your city that represents the way you would want him to represent. In every way and in every area, in every aspect, Devin Booker is so class, man. And yet I love his competitiveness. Love the smolder of Devin Booker. Love the intensity that's always there. Yet he doesn't feel like he's got to walk around and be that way because it's not who he is all the time. Whatever he said to Clay Thompson, and I'm guessing it was more than one thing. I'm guessing it was building all game. Do you really think he's going to shy away from bringing it up again tonight if he has to? Man, I don't know, seriously, <laughs> because Clay was hot. Clay, Clay you was, go back, man. They, multiple guys on both teams <laughs> had to hold him back. He was he was in that situation, man. I, I that's the biggest takeaway I think I have when I think of the game. The, the Suns won by what? How many? Tw- 29. 29. They, they totally railroaded these guys. But to me, the biggest takeaway I had was just how hot. 
Clay Thompson was. He was out of his mind. I was like, multiple times and what multiple did you players. Say to yeah. him? This on the list of things I want to know what were said. I want to know what Devin Booker said <laughs> right, to Clay. Right. I want to know what Eno said to his coach, and I still want to know what Anquan Bolden and Todd Haley were saying on the sidelines of that Super Bowl. Oh, that my was goodness. <laughs> all these years. I still oh, want to know what was said. Boy, that is so well played by you, right Those there. Three. Honestly, yeah. Especially the first two because yeah. they're relevant. Yes. You know, the other <laughs> one recently. historic. Historically relevant. Yes. Uh, I don't think we're going to know what Booker said to Clay, but uh, I'm assuming Clay's going to be on guard to make sure he doesn't get tossed tonight. Talking about a guy that has been tossed once ever, and it was on October 25th against the Suns. You know, honestly, though, if he goes one for eight from the floor, he might get tossed again. <laughs> because I, I think it was the combination, when yeah. you think about it, right? It was the combination of him struggling, where he only scored two points in that game, and it was one of eight from the field. And Devin Booker just, just needling go, him all just game. Just going off. 34 points. Yeah, 34 points. For book. Can you imagine that? Like, you're, you've worked your... I mean, you're Clay Thompson. You've accomplished pretty much everything oh, yeah. in this game. But you're you just, Clay Thompson. You can't hit a shot for whatever reason. And here's <laughs> Devin Booker just reminding you about it every five seconds. <laughs> That's what I mean, honestly. we got to find that out. Somebody's got to... Where's Killer? Where's Killer when you need him? Kellen Olson. Where is he? Um, Killer, find out what exactly <laughs> Book said. Book will tell somebody that and just say, yeah, just make sure you don't say, I told you that. You know, leak it. Yeah, this know, is what I told That might be between them. Book and Clay till the end of time. Really? Maybe, I don't know. Come look, on, man. In situations like look. this, the guy I always think that would slip up and tell you is DeAndre Ayton, but I don't know if he, <laughs> I don't know if he knows in that case. Yeah, maybe DA doesn't know, but honestly, when, when the... the documentary comes out okay <laughs> at some point and it will come out buck you know that it will what did you say to clay thompson that one game he got ejected in the regular season or, or maybe two depending what happens tonight oh uh also after the game last time they met deandre ayton was asked about draymond green trying to get under his skin on the see like I, I felt that he was trying to get under my on, on my nerves the whole game, and <laughs> my, Coach Mont was trying to tell me that yo he is just trying to get you you know teamed up get you. I was like I'm not really mad. I just want the rest to see this. You know what I'm saying? Because me I'm not gonna keep fighting somebody who you know who want to front me who want to do this. So the one time I I really like ran the floor correctly, seen him and I tried to seal him and and I guess he pulled a chair on me and I just felt like it was kind of you know getting a little junky because I came back down. He tried to pull me down with him when I was trying to set the screen. So I'm like, I just feel him. You know, a lot of dudes do that. A lot of teams do that trying to attack me. And me, I just feel like right now while I'm in foul job, it's just me. You know, it's just me being really antsy. I'm excited, man. Like, we got a new team. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm getting to foul trouble early. Not not postseason. Not really. I'll go relax. <laughs> but you can most definitely have, trying to be everywhere on that on that floor and just be there for my teammates. You know, that's great, DA. It really is. Uh, don't fight them. Don't do that. Don't get into any type of altercation that way but front him up please have at it have at it look him dead in the eye and let him know you <laughs> just knock it off because that's what draymond does 
He likes to get under the skin of a lot of guys, and he likes to uh, test you a little bit and see what you're made of. He's pretty good at it. He's really, really good at it. Just be aware of the sucker punch. But yes, he is pretty good at it. Right. But once again, I think in that situation in a game, he's not going to sucker punch. He isn't. Because I also don't see D.A. as somebody that's going to get under Draymond's skin. You know what I mean? Exactly. Who who can get under the guy's skin who gets under everybody's skin? There's only like... Like a couple guys in the league, Patrick Beverly, maybe. This is something, though. Once again, um, I was 222 pounds in an era where every Mike linebacker was 250 for the most part. They were big dudes, man, and um, I always would get in a guy's face after he killed me. <laughs> Doesn't because, surprise me at all. <laughs> at all, even after he killed me, I would get in a guy's face, especially after he killed me, to let him know. I'm telling you right now, I'm not afraid of you, man. And you are the biggest, softest dude out here, right? He's just face-to-face telling him what a wuss he was after he just killed me. Um, I wanted him to know there's no way in the world I'm afraid of you. Because guys on the football field, guys who think you are afraid of them, they play better than they oh, yeah. really are. It's over. So it's over at that I, I would imagine that still applies in the NBA. Intimidation does matter. And that's exactly what Draymond Green is trying to do. Intimidate. Because then you won't play as well. Hey, the, D.A., that's why you got to look him dead in the eye and let him know, man, I'm not going to blink. There's a potential powder keg here tonight, too, because you also have to remember the Suns are coming into this game off a game where they shot four free throws and the team they played shot 25. So it'll be interesting to see how Monty Williams and his coaching staff handles that. Because yeah. you, you, are you really upset if DA's got a little extra edge in this game? But at the same time, do you want your guys flipping out on the officials because they just came off a game where they got screwed? The, the free throw discrepancy should never be 25-4. to four. It never should be. What are you doing? So you're obviously, and you lost the game right at the end. It wasn't like you lost by 15. Yeah. You, you could make the very clear case you lost because of that. So how are the Suns mentally coming into a game where you're facing Draymond Green? You know what I mean? You're already frustrated at the officials from a couple nights ago, and I would say in this case, justifiably so. I think sometimes we get way too caught up in that, but in this case, I would say 25-4 to 4 is pretty ridiculous, and now Draymond Green's walking into your building? Yeah. Like, you're gonna, you know you're gonna be frustrated for two and a half hours playing against Golden State just because of him. Even if you beat Golden State, it's probably frustrating to play against him. That was DeAndre Ayton, that clip I just played, after they won by 29, and you heard how frustrated he sounded. Yeah. So, But he wasn't going to fight him or front him up. I, I would tell you right now, forget about fighting him, D.A. Make sure you front him up. Well, round two tonight. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What do the Coyotes need to do to get back in the win column? We're going to switch gears over to hockey, and we're going to talk to their head coach, Andre Turney. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back to the show on this Wednesday afternoon. We are scheduled to talk to Coyotes head coach Andre Turini here shortly as they are in the midst of that 14-game road trip, although they are actually back in the Valley right now, I believe, just not playing any home games because they have Vegas coming up in Vegas on Thursday. Wolf, while we uh, get ready to talk to him, though, Kyler Murray just spoke, and so I want to play some of these uh, these clips. Uh, let's see. Let's start with uh, him saying he does feel better. I feel good. You know, I, I don't know percentages or anything like that, but... Um, 
Um, definitely, you know, I, I feel a lot better. And then also this, if he noticed any difference in the play calling with Colt McCoy as the quarterback on Sunday. No, I mean, the only difference I would notice was, you know, just... Like I said, the week of, you know, we had nothing to lose. You know, just um, not being uptight about anything, letting it ride, calling whatever it is. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're going to try to go out there and execute whatever's called. Um, I think he did a great job of just, you know, calling the game, you know, so. Yeah, okay, calling the game right there, honestly. Um, I was hoping to maybe hear him say, man, I'll tell you what, he was getting the ball out quickly. That was something that I really, really liked. Well, yeah, because we all, we all saw that, so I'm sure Kyler saw that. That yeah. was the first thing that stood out in that game, snap, pass. Now, like maybe was... you don't want to give your um, opponent any aid, comfort, or shelter they of saw any that, kind. Though, too, by, yeah. yeah, right, they saw it, but maybe you don't want to get... To a point where they're thinking, oh, man, he just said that. Oh, so you know what he's going to do? He's going to come out and try to do the same thing. Well, and I then maybe you use it against him and take a shot down the field. See how I see how you can yeah, do this, man? See, you can totally, yeah. you can mess you with somebody. that I think that you think that I think this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, more from Kyler on Colt. And you, you brought this up uh, earlier in the week, the impact that Colt McCoy has had on Kyler Murray, the way Kyler does look up to Colt McCoy. Here's uh, here's Kyler on that. Colt, man, he's a he's probably he's since I've been in the league, really my only honestly whole career, you know, only really veteran quarterback besides Bake, obviously in college. But um, you know, he's been around so much football, been around so many great coaches, uh, dealt with a lot of players, schemes, um, just a really intelligent football player. Obviously, great friend. You know, uh, kind of got that father figure type of uh, vibe to him. All the guys look to him. You know. Can trust him uh, really reliable accountable just you know he, he's a great teammate so um, to have him you know in my corner obviously the guys love him um I mean, there's nothing, nothing more I could ask for out of a, out of a guy. So yeah, it's a great cut. We'll get more into that in just a second. Right now, though, we uh, we got hockey. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney. Uh In the middle of this road trip, although they are actually at home right now, but uh, but they won't be playing at home till December 9th. Coach, first five games on the road. Uh, you won the first three. You were close in the next two. How, how do you assess how your group played in, on the East Coast? I really like the way we played. I am proud of the guys. The way they battled, the way they they were focused. We had urgency. That was uh, that was really good hockey from us. You know, we played tough opponent, and you know the Devils, the Rangers are two really good team, and we were halfway through the game. We're in a really good position. Unfortunately, we we got bad bounce against the Rangers. A little a turnover, and they wanted to block shot to get back right on their stick, and they uh, they took the lead. But other than that, we uh, are really happy about the way we played. So, Bear, you know, for the most part, it's been my experience being around teams that every team, like an individual, has a personality. Every team, they grow a personality and develop that personality throughout the season. Does your team have a personality so far? Oh yeah, we. I think more and more. I think the pace we play. If you compare our play this year from last year, I think it's day and night in the term of our 
aggressiveness in the game, our pace, we're applying pressure. Uh, we see it, that, that create a lot of uh, turnover in our favor because we have we have more pace in our game or more speed in our game. I think the fact we have more size as well help a lot. So I like I like the way we play right now. We we're tougher to play against. If you look at the the number of uh, shot we give off the rush against, we're second in the league. So that 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 showed good result on our side. I think we have uh, way better in our zone as well. We're more aggressive. We recover more loose puck. We're applying more pressure. We have more pace. So I'm, I'm happy the way we're trending and the way our uh, structure and our culture shape, shape up right now. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. Uh, coach, so much is made about the, the power play and it should be. It's number four in the NHL but the penalty kills number seven in the NHL and you guys tend to play a lot of close games with that style you're talking about. How big has that penalty kill been for you this year? Oh, huge, huge. And that, again, it's, I can repeat a little bit what I just said about the pace. You know, we, we're applying pressure. We have big body. We have good stick in our, our penalty killing, and we get really good goaltending. So we, uh, you know, if you look at the goal, the Rangers score against us. They shoot three feet wide and the flag on a pair of pads and went, went in the net. So that's the kind of a, that's the kind of goal you need to score to beat our PK right now. So uh, really, really happy about the way the guy battle. We're blocking more shots. Uh, we're more aggressive. Obviously, we what the part of our game we want to get better at is goal scoring at five on five. Like you mentioned, power play three. We, uh, we're rolling in the power play. PK is great. We're better defensively throughout our game. Uh, you look at the beginning of the season, we're giving 40-plus shot a game, and now we're, we have uh, a lot of games where we don't give 30. So uh, we're, we're, we're getting where we want to be. Uh, but obviously, offensively, we want to be more productive. We want to be a bigger threat, and that's what we're working on right now. So, Baron, the last few games, it seems like Clayton Keller is looking for his shot a little bit more than what I've seen him do in the past. Is that true, or is that just my imagination? I cannot. I, I don't want to hear the question. I don't know. Okay. No, get, can, you, can you hear me now, Bear? Okay. Can you hear me now, Bear? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, okay. Um, Clayton Keller appears to be looking for a shot a little bit more. Yeah. Is that my imagination, or is he doing that? No, we're, we're talking a lot about him to do so. You know, it's a little bit to be a little bit more predictable for his teammate. You know, he he likes to hold on puck and he likes to to make play, which we like as well. But at some point, he needs to be more predictable for. His and uh, there's some certain situation he needs to look for the, the inside and take that shot. And he, uh, he's really good at it when he's doing it. He's uh, he's an elite player. When he when he holds on it and slow down the game, he, he give a chance at slower players to catch up on him and to play defense with, against him. So uh, we're working hard at at that with him to, to keep being a threat to shoot the puck. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time as always. I know that you got still a, a lot of road games here coming up in Vegas on Thursday. Thursday. So good luck there and going forward. All right. 
Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Thanks. Thank you, Bear. That's Coyote's head coach, Andre Tourney. There, uh, yeah, so the, the five games to start this road trip, the Capitals, Sabres, uh, Islanders, Devils, and Rangers, five of the better teams, at least three of those are better teams in hockey, and they went three and two, and they get Vegas, who's actually the best team in the West right now. Coming up on Thursday, I was going to ask him this, too, but we were hitting the break. Wolf, they actually have the rookie-leading point producer in the NHL right now, and it's not even somebody we ever ask him about, Matthias Michelli, leading all rookies in the NHL with 10 points. Yeah. So there you, you go. Know, I, I just I, I love the grasp, the handle he's got on culture and just how important it is to what he does and to his team. I love that. They, they've got their coach. I don't know. Shane Doan, I think it was last week on with Bickley and Murata, said he's one of the best coaches he's ever been around. Wow. Shane Doan's man. been like Team Canada, Olympics, yeah. you know, running. I mean, you're talking about... He, when Doner says it, man, are you kidding me? Doan's been around everybody in hockey over the last 20 years. Alright, uh, Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale. You can head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com right now for complete details and your chance to win tickets. When we come back, we'll get back into some of this Kyler Murray audio from just a few minutes ago after practice. He talked. We'll react to some of what he had to say in Cliff Kingsbury as well. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final segment of the show. I want to get back into some of the stuff Kyler Murray just said after practice. And before I play some more of this, Wolf, we we didn't get to react what he said about Colt and how Colt's really the first veteran quarterback he's ever gotten to play behind. And that that sort of um, respect that Kyler has for Colt McCoy that's a not new and b it's it's legit. I know totally. I, I know people totally. I know, <laughs> I know people that that uh, that aren't so sure about Kyler as the as the starter as the franchise think that he doesn't. You know, maybe have enough respect for other people, or he doesn't feel like he's going to learn from them. The Colt McCoy thing is is real. You got to remember, Colt McCoy was a big deal in Texas as Kyler's growing up, right? So that 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 led into this relationship before these two even met. Yeah, no, you know that's it's legit, man. Their relationship truly is. Um, it's a special relationship, and that's one of the reasons why I want Colt McCoy on this team <laughs> as long as Kyler this, Murray's this, on this, this is team. why this is why last year you and I, I were I saying even when he retires, keep right. him as a coach. I don't care what it is, right there. You know what it is? Oh, you're going to retire in four years, right? Four, Colt. You got four more good ones here, and then of course you're going to be the quarterback coach or we'll create a new position for you you're just going to be Kyler whisperer yeah there it is yeah, he look, really has an impact on Kyler, and Kyler would be the first one to tell you. And already, did. He, he just did. Yeah, and I'm not saying nobody else can get through to Kyler, but Colt has been able to get through to him basically from day one since he got here. Uh, Kyler was also asked when he's going to know he's okay following a hamstring injury. Not like, hey, give us a date, but like, how do you know? That's that is such a weird injury to come back from. You guys, just one of those things. You you know, trial and error. <laughs> Feel good. You know, strength, range of motion, and stuff like that, and then uh, trusting the training. Room, you know those uh, with those guys, you know their beliefs and stuff like that. And then obviously every athlete, you listen to your body. How's your body feeling? Was it what's it telling you? Yeah, you know, and it's got to be telling you, man, that I'm good to go. I am ready to go. 
and Kyler Murray, it's on him to actually tell the coaches and tell the trainers exactly how he feels. you got to be able to tell the truth because, once again, they need to know that because they're making decisions strategically, which means what you're going to do, and, of course, tactically as well. So it's a big, big decision, and I will promise you right now the trainers are going to lean on Kyler Murray to tell them the truth specifically because of this feels. injury or just because yes. of who it is yeah Spe- no specifically because of the yeah. hammy yeah it, it's that's that can linger right and we saw this with deandre hopkins last year oh yeah he can come back or he's going to miss another three games you, you just you don't know and it's obviously different for everybody they they need him back you know you and i have had this conversation it's been a conversation everywhere this week can Colt McCoy beat the 49ers? Can they beat the 49ers with Colt McCoy as their quarterback? Yeah, they, they just did it last year. They can. But I really think this 49ers team that is desperate for a win, as much as we've been talking about how good they are, they are 5-4. and four. They're not locked to go anywhere unless they start winning games. You know, ideally, you're going to have your number one quarterback at full strength to beat a team like that. You want to have everything you possibly can at your disposal. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Listen, am I confident that the Cardinals can be competitive with Colt McCoy at quarterback? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Why they call him competitive Colt? That's, do they call him that? No, they don't. No, of course they don't. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. I Cards, that competitiveness. Uh, okay. Yeah. Colt. Yeah. Cards, com- okay. That's enough out of a lot of, of you right now. So, uh, He's thank so you. fast. It's like a bolt. Okay, great. Um, turn your mic off, Mel. <laughs> um, can I just say right now, honestly, <laughs> you guys you guys just distracted she me controls so all the badly. Um no, I, I think, honestly, uh, you're going to need all hands on deck for this game, and that means Kyler Murray. His incredible talent, that's what he has. And we see it when he's healthy. He makes some incredible plays. He needs help. Um, he needs to spread the ball more, in my opinion, just the way Colt McCoy did a very nice job of spreading it. Now, when I say that, keep in mind, Colt McCoy targeted... Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins more than anybody else. He targeted them a lot, as a matter of fact, in this last game. But I think Kyler does a really good job of spreading the ball when he's at his best, and that's what I want to see against the 49ers on Monday night. Along those lines, Kyler Murray asked uh, what the offense would do if they were able to have DeAndre Hopkins, which they have, and potentially Hollywood Brown, which if you missed it, he is being pulled off IR and he's eligible to practice. I mean, if they're both on the field, yeah, it's dangerous, you know, along with Rondell. Robbie, AJ, uh, James, Dorch. I mean, obviously Zach just got hurt. Trey's got to get going. You know, the the weapons are endless. You know, it's just about executing, uh, staying on schedule. And um, obviously, you know, the 49ers got a great rush. Defense is playing well. Regardless of the record, we know what they're capable of. You know, they're uh, people are, you know, high on the 49ers right now. Obvious reasons, but uh, they're a great team. So When he was ripping off names, did he say Max? Did he say that? Did he say Max Williams? Did he say Max? Early on, when he was ripping it off, when he was ripping off names, did you notice that? Well, it's, did he um, happen to say Max? Because what a, if he did? It's funny you a say slip that. of the tongue. Cause, Why? Because I do have this cut from Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, we're going to see uh, game plan wise what it looks like, and uh, I would say he's definitely in the mix to be one of the guys up. That's Max Williams what? talking about. No the way, squad. Yeah, oh, no way, Cliff. Cliff, don't don't choke <laughs> with me, Cliff. 
Don't, Don't do it. Are you serious? Yes, that's the clip right there. Okay, um, man. Nobody knows how to read more into an athlete oh, saying something than Wolf. Oh my goodness, I'm just after saying Aaron right Donald now, last week. Can you imagine? Are you okay, Max? Are you, hey, can you go, buddy? Can you go? Do you just um, want to hear it again just to feel better? Yes, okay, I do. So this is Cliff Kingsbury. Hey, well, you know, Max Williams, could he maybe be called up from the practice squad? Yeah, we're going to see, uh, game plan wise, what it looks like. And uh, I would say he's definitely in the mix to be one of the guys up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, number 4186 gets hurt, but I'm ready to go. Excited to play football again and excited now. Yeah, that's the best answer I got. It's just exciting, but uh, we got to keep playing winning football. Well, wait a minute. That was Max right there. What's he talked to the media oh, today? Wait. Okay. Uh, can <laughs> I tell only you got right? 45 seconds you, to react. Do you understand what is going on right now if you're at Max Williams, of course, and you've got those three wide receivers, Rondale Moore, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, look, everybody. It's James Conner uh, standing by. Now, all of a sudden, you got balance. Tell me it's so. Tell me this could happen. Don't you feel better than you did three oh hours and 54 goodness. minutes ago when we started the show? Is, man, to me, I mean, after everything I went through last year, I almost worked out better because it gave me that time that I didn't have in camp, being on the pup early, not knowing, and gave myself a chance to get my body most more, I would say, used to the style I have to play now with everything that's happened. So, you feeling good. Yeah. I mean, look, he grew up playing hockey, so he's going to come back. Are you kidding me? You stud. Here we go. Could have Max Williams and Hollywood Brown back. We didn't know that. Come on, ago. man. All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strength. Slap shots and big hits. What more do you need? <laughs>